Welcome to Indian Podcasting Revolution and I am your host Rohit Kokne. In our newest series Pod Peeps, we pull back the curtains and step behind the microphone with some of the nation's most successful, innovative and influential self-starter podcasters. From sharing their unique podcast journeys to unearthing their creative processes, Pod Peeps is not just about the podcasting, it's about the people, the brave and visionary individuals who dare to use their voice and change the game. Today we have with us Dilip Kumar, a niche affiliate marketer who found his passion for podcasting through his early experiences with blogging and online businesses, from facing the challenges of hosting and distribution to learning the art of monetization and building a loyal audience. Dilip has honed his skills over the years and achieved tremendous success with his show The Podcasting University and by being the co-host of The Taste of India podcast. Today he is here to share his wisdom to make podcasting easier for you all. So, are you ready? Let's tune into the voices of change. Hi Dilip, how are you? Hey Rohit, I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great and a very warm welcome on the Indian Podcasting Revolution. It is a pleasure to host you. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me on the show, yaar. It is it's an absolute pleasure to be here and to be talking about podcasting. Coming on a show and talking to a fellow podcaster about podcasting is probably the best thing that can happen on a Sunday. So absolutely loving it. <laughs> Definitely, it's going to be a great thing. And right now, I'm feeling that I'm speaking to a chancellor of the university, the podcasting university. <laughs> so we have a lot of syllabus to cover, but we'll keep it great for the listeners so that they can take a whole lot of wisdom from you, and it will help them into their own podcasting journey as well. Yeah. yeah. So that's the intent. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that people will find value in our conversation, and uh, even if I'm able to maybe. you know touch one person now and motivate them to start a podcast i think the purpose is solved definitely so that's the sole purpose of uh, the work we are doing so dilip you started way back in 2015 if i'm not wrong and that time the indian podcasting was not into a kind of a phase where it was more developed and right now in 2023 a lot of things has changed we know the platforms we know how to do it so what were the difficulties that you earlier faced into your journey of podcasting and what has changed till now how oh, good question so you know it is it was not even 2015 it was 2010 when i first encountered something called as podcasting so i'd been following a lot of bloggers because i was a lot into blogging and you know building niche websites and all so i, I used to follow a lot of these digital marketing experts a lot of these creators and there was one of these bloggers that i was following whose name was yarostarak so and i was an ardent follower of this blogger because there is a lot that i learned from him and the, something that i saw on his blog was a small as an an audio clip that in fact an audio for every one of his blogs that he would he would publish and he was calling it as audio blogs and while earlier i was preferring to read his blog posts when i saw this audio blog coming up on his blog i felt it was a very nice way of you know consuming his content because all i just need to do was click on that play button sit there and listen to what he had written in that blog post i didn't have to keep my eyes glued on reading that particular blog post so i felt pretty fascinated with that and that is what kind of motivated me pushed me into thinking about because i was writing a lot of blog posts i felt if i was getting that experience and maybe there are a lot many other people out there who might not want to read that 5000 words blog post instead it they'll prefer listening to it so i kind of felt that that is something that will work with my audience as well and that is what motivated me to get started now i didn't know anything about the setup or how to go about starting that so i fiddled with a lot of things i tried recording using my computer but i didn't know how to put that onto the website I tried a lot of plugins. I embedded some of these audios onto my blog post, and some of them worked. Some of them would not work at times. I had to spend hours trying to troubleshoot that. That's when I thought I need to learn a little bit more about and this entire audio thing. And when I read a little more about it, I came across this term called as podcasting and podcast and Apple podcast. And you know, for me, an Apple phone and everything at those time, you know, I don't even know. as in how an ipod played because i've never used an ipod for me a phone itself in 2010 was like a big thing so i didn't know what this ipod was why was it being called as podcasting but i heard about podcasting i read a lot about it and i felt 
when when i read about it i knew that people were submitting these audio blogs to apple or something called as itunes then and there were a lot of requirements that itunes had and there were some back end coding that you had to do i was running all of my blogs in wordpress i had no clue about all of this coding and all so i went a little more deeper and i found wordpress plugin called as powerpress so what this powerpress would do is i can just host all of my audio files on a server and use powerpress to publish that on my blog post and in turn what powerpress would do is that it will submit that audio feed that feed to itunes so my podcast will appear on itunes so that is how there was a lot of fiddling that i did i got one of my friend to custom create a plugin for me to embed so there is a lot of circus that i did then just to ensure that i am able to publish this on my blog and then i submitted it to itunes then and initially you know my first few episodes absolute crickets there was nobody who was listening to it i didn't have any data to see how it was working but after that i happened to receive a couple of emails from people saying that they would love to see more of the audio blogs and all of them were from outside of india and that kind of motivated me so uh, while there was a lot of effort that i was putting in i felt that it was paying off because there was additional traffic that i was getting and i started to create episode after episode so every blog post that i would publish after that i would create an audio post and i would publish it it was there on itunes so i published about 52 episodes now what were the difficulties if i compare it to what it is today and i don't think anybody in india has even heard about podcasting maybe only some of those bloggers who've been in the digital marketing space for quite some time would have heard about podcasting but otherwise from a consumption perspective nobody in india was even consuming anything called as podcast so then the challenges that i faced one from a technical perspective like what i said you know this powerpress plugin that i spoke about was from blueberry blueberry was a podcast hosting company and blueberry was charging i think around 9 dollars or something then per month to host an audio for me you know i was not ready to spend that 9 dollar on something that i didn't even know if it was working and i knew that if i had never heard about it and i had never read about any indian blogger talking about podcasting how can somebody be consuming podcasts in india so it didn't look like a viable solution for me and i was not ready to spend that even that 9 dollar then so from a hosting perspective everything was outside of india no technical support nothing from consumer side there was nobody who was consuming audios from audio from india so challenges i wasn't able to find my because my ideal audience was supposed to be from india my ideal consumer was supposed to be from india but i was not finding anybody for the audio blog it was all from outside of india and all of the technical challenges that i had to face with both of these were pretty heavy for me and i still you know managed all of that released about 52 odd episodes after which i felt that maybe it is not time for me to look at audio then and maybe i should push that to the back burner and look at my core business that i was doing which was affiliate marketing so i kept that aside the views still kept coming in i was getting traffic and all from that podcast i renamed it to affiliate marketing simplified podcast and i have plans of reviving it but haven't done it but challenges like what i said to tremendous technical challenges which today is absolutely simple today anybody wants to start a podcast it's pretty easy to start and from an indian market perspective there is so much of awareness today while we still feel that there is a lot many people who needs to be touched but still i think the awareness has grown especially during the covid times there has been huge awareness about and there are a lot of people who consumed podcasts so awareness has grown there is a consumer segment waiting out there for something that you want to say if what you're saying is valuable so you have consumers you have very good technical support there is a lot of support that is out there so that's the comparison between then and today each and every word is relatable dilip because then when i started in 2019 for me it was also the same like uh, i didn't have any kind of a background into the media industry i just ventured out started as a kind of a casual podcaster let's do it it is just the audio 
that was the huge mistake i did is what i feel and then i realized there is more than the audio you just have to get into it you just have need to know you need to get the technical know how as well audio recording is just a part and parcel of it there are the elements that you have to take care of it and again no one was teaching this earlier days right now we have a lot of resources still we have to see what resources are best suited for us the kind of niche we are catering to and how it has to be done so you have done a lot of iterations you have done a lot of efforts and you know like how difficult it was and how smooth it can be done right now so that was a great process so you did talk about the hosting platform right now we have a lot many hosting platforms say like there is hub hopper there is spotify for podcasters buzzsprout so during that particular time we all had this kind of a subscription pattern right now we are free to host our podcast as well to a certain extent so if someone has to start a podcast and if they need to choose one kind of a host platform what care they can be taking so that their journey can be a, on a smooth flow it's, a, it's another good question and i happened to publish as in i happened to put out a few social media posts a few days back about this so you know from the look of it it might seem that it is not that big a consideration because all i need to do is just sign up to a host and publish my audio there that it's as simple as that but it isn't as simple as that what you need to keep in mind is that when you are picking the host two things one you need support you you the support that you're getting from the host there is a lot many things when i talk about support it's not just about the technical support or the customer support but there is also promotional support that you get from podcasting hosts because today if you look at podcast discovery a lot of that has to do with the way the host is distributing that podcast to a lot of the directories when you are picking a podcast host when you are starting off i'm sure nobody wants to put in money and go in with a paid podcast host you know paying about 800 900 bucks per month so if you are looking at starting absolutely go and start for free you can test the waters for, by starting for free but once you started and once you think that this is my thing and i'm going to continue then i would recommend that you get into a, a paid a premium platform because there is a lot more features and support that you're going to get if you're getting into a paid option with any of these hosts when your show progresses so your primary consideration be should be to look for such a host and then look for reviews read testimonials reviews from other podcasters to see how the support is because i happen to face pathetic support from one top podcast host as in a, a very, very good podcast host and they are a podcast network they have some huge podcasts out there but the support was absolutely pathetic in the sense that when my, i moved over to them some of my episodes were not even playing and it took me almost two weeks to get a response from them so i stayed with them only for about a month and a half and then i moved out because that isn't you know some somebody who isn't uh, ready to support their customers isn't something that is not a host that i would want to be with so your consideration should ideally be one look for a host who can help you st- get started for free which means they should give you some features which can help you get started for free then upgrade you to a premium version with some good support when i say support it should be technical support customer support and also distribution support a host that can distribute your podcast to the maximum directories look for one such host yeah so have you seen any kind of a limitations that comes with the host platform if a person is based out of india and if they want to cater to the geographical location of india so can they still be starting with the indian host platform or like they have to just go with the kind of a regional host platforms they are catering to so see if if my niche audience is based out of india i would rather prefer an indian podcast host i would rather say go with an indian podcast host because any which ways the marketing is to be focused primarily on india and i think those hosts are the ones who will understand indian market the best now for most of these hosts from outside of india like for example you know buzzsprout libsyn uh, acast and all of them they are pretty new even to host indian podcasters so their understanding about indian market is not as deep or as great as some of the indian home grown podcasters so if your show is focused nationally or locally within india 
then go with an indian host that is the best way to do but if your show has a huge amount of audience coming from outside then you can absolutely look for some of the other hosts and from a support perspective see some of the, these big hosts there isn't a lot that you can anyways expect from them uh, in terms of giving you personal support so i've been with hubhopper and i know that hubhopper has given a lot of individual support to a lot of podcasters as well so that kind of support is something that you cannot expect from an acast who has thousands and thousands of shows where their creators are getting like millions of downloads so they they are not focused on giving that you know individual support or individual uh, you know help to podcasters so don't expect all of that from any of these big hosts they are there for only the hosting and the distribution of your podcast that's it so if your show is catering to an indian audience i would recommend going with an indian homegrown show right because then a lot many people are settling abroad and i often get questions from these kind of people like what is the host platform that we should be preferring so i always recommend what you suggested like go for the indian host platforms so that they can be offering a good promotional aspect as well because that support is needed if our show is growing we keep up with the momentum we get motivated we get inspired and try to do more better and better because then initially those numbers do matter later on we start figuring out on the impact that we are creating but to keep up on to that particular journey we need those numbers and we need those kind of a support as well so that question came from there itself and dilip i figured it out like you had a very great valuable lessons from your first podcasting venture okay then you t- uh, took a brief gap or a hiatus i would say so if someone is wanting to start a new podcast what kind of a pre steps that they should be taking so the kind of a strategy or the conceptualization they should be focusing on because then most of the people feel that it is just about getting a mic equipments and everything related to that figuring out what they want to talk about but then they forget everything which i even did forget to start with but right now i understand this kind of genre i understand how platform works and the entire industry works so what would be your suggestions around that so see i'll answer that in two parts one is that specifically from india because i am a consumer of podcast and i i listen to a lot of podcasts and i've been following a lot of these international podcasts so when podcast came to india you know i see two kind of people who started podcasting one was that that hobby podcaster who only wanted to put his voice out there and those kind of podcasters were somebody who had maybe five poems that they had written or maybe two three songs that they had written they just wanted to record it and put it out there for you know any audience there there isn't something you know i am expecting from that maybe get a few audience somebody to listen to my my shyery or my poems so that is one segment of podcasters and there are lots such podcasters who are getting started so for them there isn't much so what is your expectation your expectation is for a few years to listen to your poem so you just record it put it out there but if you're looking at that activity and saying that i want to monetize this make it a big podcast then that isn't something that is going to work because that is not what podcasting is all about the second one is the serious podcasters who are looking at it as from a long term for two things one is probably to help an audience out there and also to satisfy that 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 feeling of mine saying that okay i am i am doing something for the society in return what is it that i'm expecting maybe i'm only expecting support from people who are listening to it monetization it if it comes it is fine even if it isn't then it's fine there are a lot of youtubers who do that they haven't even enabled monetization on their channel in spite of them having huge views so that is one segment of the podcasters the second one the serious podcasters are the ones who are looking at monetizing their podcast and making it a source of income for them now what i will be talking about is relevant to these two podcasters the first hobby podcasters it doesn't matter now when it comes to these two podcasters and something that i truly believe in is that if you are not a consumer of something you can never be a creator if i need to create a product to solve a problem in the society i need to know what that problem is and if i need to know what that problem is i need to be a consumer in that society when i am consuming something i know that okay this product that i am consuming 
this is something that is lacking in this product. Now, this is a problem that I need to solve. So I will go and create a product which solves this problem. So until and unless I am not a consumer, I'll never be able to create, even in podcasting. If you want to start and build a successful podcast, you need to be a podcast consumer. You need to listen to podcasts. Now, when you're listening to podcasts, you might have an idea. For example, let me say somebody who, you know, who's good at psychology for kids, as in how parenting, how to treat kids or how to treat teens. You can only know and create content when you know what is the gap in the content that is already available in the market. Because something that is already available in the market, something that people are consuming, you go and create the same content again, then it is very difficult for you to catch up with that competition that is already there for ages and then succeed with it. But if you are able to identify that gap that this particular podcast is not able to solve and create a podcast around that, it is easier for you to compete with them. Consume content in whatever space you are wanting to get started with. Whatever niche it is, look at what is out there, what content is out there, identify the gaps and plan on how your podcast is going to solve that gap. Then put together a complete plan in terms of what your content is going to be, who your ideal audience is and everything and then get started. So important that you know what your topic is going to be, what your niche market is going to be, but you also, and there is huge competition in everything today. All said and done, you open, in any niche you open Instagram, you will find thousands of creators with everybody with millions of followers. In that competition, if you want to stay there and succeed, then you need to know what is that gap that you're going to solve and if there is a demand for that gap. So identify that. Then follow the other process of putting together content plan and do that. So go and identify that gap that your, your idea is going to solve and then do it. Just don't blindly get started with it. That is what my suggestion to people is. And you can do that by easily consuming. If you're able to consume content, you will know what is there, what is missing in a lot of the other podcasts out there. And you can do it. Right. Because then people are so enthusiastic, like they just want to roll out their first episode. They just want to get their name into that particular directory. But all of this is very much necessary. The more research we do, the better clarity we get. And so that we'll be able to fill those gaps particularly. And you did talk about the aspect of monetization. It is a common goal for most of the podcasters is what I feel. And it comes on a later stage. But then drawing from your experience of affiliate marketing, how was your experience into monetizing your show and what are the different tactics and the means and modes that you feel that monetization can be done for the podcast? That's that's a, that's a question that I, I really like talking about. That's something that I really like talking about. So I'll, I'll quote the example of one of the podcasts that me and my wife run. So we run a podcast called as the Tastes of India podcast, which is basically about, you know, we talk a lot about Indian culture and food. So it's a recipe podcast where there is a segment where we talk about motivational stories, Indian culture, and then a segment where we talk we, we talk about a particular recipe. So when we started off this podcast, our objective was not to get an audience or millions of downloads for that particular podcast. My target was to drive every listener listening to that podcast to my blog because my wife was running a blog called as a tastesofindia.com. Now, Whenever we were doing that, we were using some uni a unique URL for people to browse over, click over to our blog. And we found that a lot of footfall was coming from our podcast episodes. And when these, this footfall was coming from our podcast episodes, we wanted to then monetize it. And one of the ways we thought we'll be able to monetize it is through the usual ads that were running on the, on the blog. In addition to that, what we also felt was maybe we can try using some affiliate marketing in there. And what we did is we, when we were driving these visits to our that particular blog post, in every one of those blog posts, we were embedding a lot of these Amazon affiliate links. And with those traffic that was coming in, we also found that there was an uptick in the affiliate commissions that we were earning from the from Amazon affiliate, which meant that it was converting, which meant that that, that traffic was converting. Affiliate marketing today and, you know, uh, while we emulate a lot of things from a lot of these successful podcasters, 
what I haven't seen a lot of people doing is looking at some of their monetization techniques. So some of the top podcasters, you talk about John Lee Dumas, you talk about Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn used to publish income reports until I think about four or five years back. And one considerable part in the income report that he was publishing was the income from affiliate marketing. John Lee Dumas, now his affiliate marketing, affiliate commissions have gone down because a lot of the other income, uh, you know, there, there is a lot of income coming from some of the other mediums. But he's also doing a lot of these affiliate marketing. And you look at pick every successful affiliate marketer, they, uh, every successful podcaster, you will find that they have a lot of income being generated from affiliate marketers. But I feel that we aren't looking at that as an income source, especially in India. What I would recommend is, see, it's we keep going after sponsors. We want big sponsors to come and sponsor my show. But for that to happen, you need to have a lot of downloads. But imagine even if you are getting 1,000 downloads, it's, let me say 1,000 listens, it's 1,000 listeners who have listened to your podcast. You haven't done anything with those 1,000 listeners. Instead of going after that sponsorship, what I would recommend is, if that sponsor has an affiliate program, why not join that affiliate program, promote his product on your show? Use a way of directing that traffic to maybe a website or a landing page or whichever way you can divert that traffic to a place from where people can buy that product. All that you're doing is just recommending a product on your show. If people click on that link and buy, you get a commission. You get some. You get paid something. So compare it with something, a situation where you're not earning anything and here you're earning something why shouldn't you be doing that? And there is a little bit of effort, extra effort that you might need to put in. So what I feel is that, you know, while we are looking at that, all of the sponsorship and everything, what we slightly need to change our perspective and look at is how you can use affiliate marketing in your podcasting journey so that you can earn money. And what I would recommend is one Amazon affiliate and, you know, it, it's an underrated way of making money in India because I don't think a lot of people are even looking at it because Amazon pays only 4%, 5% commission. But that 4%, 5% can be considerable looking at the shopping habits in India. Amazon is huge. People buy every small thing, a pen also from Amazon. And if they click on your link once, go to Amazon, and if they buy 10 other products, you are going to get commission for all of those 10 products. So why not do that? Join Amazon Associate Program, the easiest program to join. Amazon Associate Program, start promoting their products on every one of the show notes that you're publishing for your episode. First, and the best way of earning affiliate commission. Second, if you have some prospective sponsors that you're looking at, see if they have affiliate programs. Sign up for that affiliate program, pick a few products, promote on your podcast. Second, best way of earning money. Third, and you might have seen a lot of YouTubers doing it. Their channel might be about, maybe about, you know, motivation or leadership skills. But in their video description, they will put links to the camera that they are using, the microphone they are using, the headphone they are using. You click on it, go and buy. They get a commission for it. Why don't you do that? You are a podcaster. You are using a microphone. Somebody out there who's listening to your podcast, even if your podcast is about parenting, might have an idea of starting a podcast saying, oh, I have this idea about parenting, this unique perspective. I would like to start a podcast. He might want a microphone. If you are recommending, suggesting the microphone that you're using, they might just buy it from your link. You will get a commission. So recommend products that you're using in your day-to-day -day life in your show notes, in your podcast description, in your blog posts, the best way of making money out of your podcast. Three things I absolutely recommend. Amazon Affiliate Commission. If your sponsors have affiliate programs, join them and promote their products. Or else look for similar companies and join their affiliate programs. And there are a lot of affiliate networks in India today. You can sign up for the affiliate networks and you won't even believe that they have you know, for simple Hindustan liver products, they have affiliate programs running for Hindustan liver products. 
sign up with those affiliate networks, you can promote them. And the third one is like what I said, anything that you're using and you think you can recommend to your audience or you have a good review about, recommend it to your audience. Let them go and buy it from your link. You will earn a commission and they, they don't have to pay anything extra for it. Why would they have a problem buying it from your link? A great advice. I should be joining your classes is what I feel. <laughs> and it works. I have tried with my YouTube channel when I started it in 2018. It was just a kind of a stunt. I just discarded it. But then I used to attach those links and I used to get uh, paid for it. But right now I'm having my own website as well. So I can readily do that. And this is something that people can always try it because then we always try to find the harder mediums. But the modes you suggested, they are quite easy. They are quite achievable is what I feel. And that will make the journey more memorable is what I feel because then it's it acts like a kind support for them. They are not expecting a lot from it. And Dilip, I have seen that you have built your email list as well. And it has grown into numerous numbers. I don't have the exact number, but I'm sure that you are utilizing it to the best of your benefit. So in what way it has benefited you into your podcasting journey and the growth you have got for your own show? That's that's a you know very interesting topic to talk about. So, you know, email list, I learned it the hard way because like what I said, you know, when I started off, I was building a lot of niche websites. So I, there was one point where I had about 80 websites, which were all niche affiliate websites, which was on a particular, as in catering to a particular niche. And every one of them was only using affiliate programs to make money. And I was making money from that. And the content there was pretty lean. It was those days when Google wasn't that serious about, you know, search engine algorithms and all of that. And I never focused on building a list or anything. I was getting a lot of traffic to all of those websites. All I was doing is just directly redirecting those people coming onto my website to the merchant's website and they were going there clicking on that link buying i was getting a commission i was happy i never focused on list building and i used to read a lot and every successful blogger out there would say that the money is in the list but i felt okay money is coming why would i build a list so i didn't do that and at one point when google implemented their algorithm my websites went to zero it crashed and there was a point where I was I was struggling to figure out what had happened and why is it that the, those commissions had stopped coming. Which is when I started to realize, okay, maybe list building is important. And that's where I started it. So to anyone who thinks, who's generating a lot of listens and downloads to their podcast, one simple advice that I give is, every one of those listeners coming and clicking that play button and listening to your podcast, is generating revenue for the podcast host. It is not doing anything for you. He listens to that podcast and browses away. You don't even know who that individual was who came and listened to your podcast. But if you want to know who that individual was, if you want to make use of that one listen that you got, you absolutely need to be building your list. What I do is the list that I have built, that list gets me a lot of repeat listeners. So when I publish an episode, I send out a list, an email to my list talking about that particular episode. And even if I, for example, you know, I have a list of about, let me say 8,000 or let me, for numbers say, let me say 10,000. 10,000 subscribers, if out of that, I am able to get maybe 50% people to open my email, which is 5,000 people opening the email. And let me say about 25% clicking on my link and listening to the episode, which is about 2,500 people listening to my podcast episode through the email that I sent. And 25% click-through rate, if your list is good, responsive, you can easily get it. 2,500 people listening to your episode from that one email that you sent. One benefit is to get repeat listeners for your show. Second, you can get a lot of feedback from the audience which will help you create a lot of episodes. Now, in the last, I think, 20 odd episodes that I created, there were four episodes that I created only because of emails that I got from my subscribers. And one of that was the episode that I created, as in the two episodes back, the one that I created. 
primarily talking about affiliate marketing because one of those email subscriber wrote to me saying that you talk a lot about affiliate marketing but you've not created a single episode about affiliate marketing and it was true i've never touched about affiliate marketing so i created an episode for affiliate marketing you can get a lot of feedback from them which in turn helps you create more content understand what they are looking for third biggest thing is in terms of monetization i promote a lot of products using my email list now for example let me talk about the the tastes of india's email list which is the biggest list that we have because we've been building it for quite some time now we almost have about 220 odd episodes so there what we do is we have created an influencer page on amazon now we every email we direct users to that influencer page now that influencer page has different products that we are recommending from different segments it can be kitchen essentials podcasting requirements camera equipments books that i read all of them now by directing users to those links i am able to generate commission from my amazon associate account in addition to that i also periodically promote some of the other products like for example you know food blogging is something that we promote on the the food blog so i also promote some of these food blogging courses now there are also conversions that happen so these are all monetization ways of monetizing my listeners and if i wasn't doing that imagine i would still be waiting for some sponsor to come and sponsor my show so there is nothing that i was getting for these for the efforts that i've been putting i'm able to do that and if i am able to engage with that email subscribers you will get excellent open rates and click through rates and repeat listeners for your podcast this is how i use my list and i would recommend anybody who is starting off with their podcast first thing that you need to do is set up a website put together an opt in form start building your email list from the first day itself i'm doing that and i feel that there is a direct correlation between the traffic to your website as you stay into the bangalore itself <laughs> <laughs> you get a lot of traffic <laughs> <laughs> i'm just hooked on to that particular word how you are getting that particular traffic i want to know that <laughs> great loving this conversation dilip you have got great insights is what i feel and i should respect that because everyone out here is looking for such kind of insights the learning experiences and it makes their journey easier is what i feel so oh, that's that, that's what i was saying so you know even if i am able to kind of get one person to start off the right way i think the objective is met so yes so dilip you did talk about the show that you two are co-hosting uh, the tastes of india and it has got a great success so here what i could relate is the power of collaboration because then you have got unique perspectives you might be having your own insights she might be having her own perspective to what topic that you have chosen with respect to podcasting also we always tend to have different kind of formats it could be monologue it could be co-hosted it could be a just friendly conversation so if someone is starting out solo how they can just redefine their own strategy with respect to the kind of episodes they would be publishing or how they can take benefit of collaboration so see monologues if you like talking you know monologues is something that you can you can absolutely start with but over a period of time what happens is you tend to get a feeling that you are the only one who's talking and you're talking to yourself so you tend to get a little bored with all of that conversation so from a collaboration perspective what i would recommend is one try to get into a community so try to be a part of community because that helps a lot that not only helps with ensuring that you are motivated you are consistent accountability and all of those things but it also helps get unique perspective from people you can reach out to people ask for uh, their suggestions feedback so then that's that's a pretty important aspect of growing so if you are able to join communities it's one good thing that you'll be doing especially if you're somebody who runs the show that is a monologue second what you could do and this is something that you know i haven't done but i'm i'm in conversation with somebody and you should be able to see that episode coming out maybe in about 3 or 4 weeks from now we're putting together a structure to it but haven't confirmed so i'll just tell you what is it that i am planning to do it it could work if uh, you want to try you can always go and try what i think is that there could be other such people in the same niche who might have a slightly different kind of a podcast running who are also running monologues what i 
feel is a good way of doing is that the two of you can collaborate on a podcast where you're talking it can be a conversational podcast where the two of you are talking about something that is relevant to that particular market or niche at that point now for example if i am talking about podcasting probably what i could talk about right now is how can indie podcasters survive in an ocean where there is so many branded podcasts or you know huge podcasts who are starting original shows and making a lot of getting a lot of sponsors and money so the two of us can probably talk about some perspectives and tips on how indie podcasters can survive the market now what i am essentially doing is it is not an interview it is a conversation where we are sharing ideas two people now the two of you can publish that podcast on both your podcasts so there is an audience that will come to your show from that podcaster and there is an audience that will go to their show from your podcast so you are not cannibalizing on each other instead you are supporting each other so that's one format that i'm looking at i'm currently working on there and i think you know it will need some work but if you are able to put the right framework to it i think that is something that can work so i would say that you should collaborate with other podcasters especially if you are running a monologue because if you are doing an interview you are anyways bringing in guests to your show and there is a lot of variety that you already have but you need to give that variation to your listeners and this is something that you can always try one and second collaboration you should be part of communities where you know there can be a lot of idea sharing support and all of that i'm i'm hoping that that's what you wanted to know or wanted to understand and i answered yeah definitely and you did talk about the community we also are having this podcast pioneers community for exclusively for the podcasters where we learn grow and share our learnings so that is something that will be doing more of it because then we again want to have people to learn from each other that is the whole intent the more people we get into it the more they feel acknowledged for the work they are doing because then they don't like it is hard to find the podcasters who are doing great job and through this kind of community structure we'll be able to bridge that particular gap is what i feel and talking about your way of learning your way of keeping yourself updated about podcasting as a industry how do you do that and again you're managing a lot of things the online business and all so what is the kind of a workflow structure that you have for yourself because then giving it a full attention and again not dividing the attention is something that we all have to focus on so what's your structure for it you know i have always been anything in terms of knowledge i absolutely consume it it is video podcasts blogs books so i read a lot of books and i have a dedicated time for doing it and you know i prefer doing it in the mornings because that's when i feel that i'm able to kind of retain the most when i do that in the morning so i usually have that slot where i either read a book or there are some particular blogs that i've been following for years like copy blogger and also i've been following them for years now and i ensure that i read every one of their blog posts that they come out so my way of gathering information it it is basically one is from blogs second is from newsletters that i have signed up for there are a set of creators whose newsletters i have signed up for and i have created a specific email address where i only get those newsletters so that it doesn't disturb my inbox and i have a dedicated reading you know space third one is through books and i watch a lot of you know, informative videos from a lot of these creators now there are a lot of people that i follow as in top creators now i've been following ali abdal for quite some time now and i'm absolutely fascinated with the kind of content he creates uh, the information he shares so uh, these are some creators that i've been following for quite some time so i watch some of those videos but i have a dedicated time that i have assigned to myself which primarily is for consumption and when i say consumption it can be anything but usually i don't consume podcast during those those hours podcast is something that i usually consume in the afternoon when you know i have some time that's when i i usually listen to podcasts and i have a subscription which to some of these podcasts which are regular podcasts that i listen to whenever i go out driving so podcast that's how i consume but reading i have a dedicated time especially in the morning 
I, I don't look at news. News only comes to me in the form of shorts. I just need to know what is happening in the world. That is it. But otherwise, I read a lot of this. Specifically in the morning, I usually keep aside about an hour and a half for reading. It can be books. It can be blogs. That's how I consume a lot of this knowledge. And then social media anyways, you know, if you are on LinkedIn, Twitter, and if you're following the right people, and if you're able to spend even half an hour there, I learned it from, I think it was Sahil Bloom's, uh, you know, training. I think he had, he had given a, a simple mechanism to set up tweet deck in such a way that you're able to get you know, what is relevant content from Twitter. So I've set it up that way. And I uh, go through, browse through, spend about half an hour on Twitter to uh, look at some of these information. Uh, if there is something that I like, I copy that information onto my Notion notebook so that you know I can keep it, refer back to it. I can use that to trigger something that I'm creating, maybe write my newsletter or some of those things. So I have a dedicated time for consuming content. In a very structured way is what I feel. <laughs> yeah. And if you know what I've seen is I wasn't this structured some time back. I, I like what I said, you know, I've been following Ali Abdal and I learned a lot from him in terms of structuring things and kind of putting a system in place and all. If you don't have that, it is all over the place. It took me, I think, about a month, month and a half to organize all of the notes that I had put together earlier because it was everywhere. It was there on OneNote, it was there on Evernote, I don't know where, where and all it was. It took me some time to organize all of that. So you have to be organized if you want to consume content. All right. And Dilip, this show is all about giving. So you did talk about the newsletters and the blogs you read. So if you have to recommend any one kind of a newsletters and the blog that would help the podcasters, would you love to recommend that as well? So see, not, not specifically podcasters, but I would say that in general, content creation is something that it is pretty much similar with all mediums. So I can recommend a few newsletters. What I would say is you should subscribe to Justin Welsh's newsletter, which is a, it's a, it's called as a Saturday Solopreneur. Uh, it's an amazing newsletter, one newsletter that you get in a week. There is a lot of value in it. So you need to be subscribed to that. That is one. I would recommend subscribing to Sahil Bloom's newsletter, which is another very informative newsletter that you get. And if you have read, if you know James Clear and have read uh, Atomic Habits, then you can subscribe to his 3 to 1 newsletter, which is another very concise information that I get. So I would recommend these three newsletters, which is, you know, Justin Welch's in, uh, newsletter is probably something that will give you a lot of valuable information about content creation. Then similarly, like what I said, Sile Bloom and uh, 3 to 1 is something that I would recommend from a newsletter perspective. Blogs, you know, copy blogger, if you are somebody who wants to learn copywriting, you can follow copy blogger. Then you can also, there is Copy Hackers is something that, that I would also recommend, which is something that you can follow, which is an amazing blog, a lot of informative content out there. So anything around content creation, all of these top uh, bloggers, there's a lot of information that you will be able to find. Great. Thank you so much for recommending those. And as we are coming to the end of this particular episode, if you have to give any kind of tips for these self-starter podcasters who are just starting out or who have started and want to grow as a podcasters, what they would be. So the first and foremost thing is that if you're looking at it as a sprint, if you if you think that your podcast is going to make you a celebrity in 12 months, it is not going to happen. So if you look at all of those podcasters out there, they've slogged for years together to reach wherever they are. Now, we spend almost 12 years studying in school, then another four years or three years for graduation then another maybe two years for getting some additional degree, then go to a job and start off with some meager salary and we are okay with all of that. But we are not ready to put in that even that 12 months when it comes to anything like, you know, a blogging or a podcasting or anything. So understand that this is another learning process. So look at it from that perspective. Put in that initial 12-24 months to, and because I've spoken about Ali Abdal. Now, Ali Abdal has created content for seven years. And it's the last two years where he's like become the next big thing. Look at, if you look at Ankur, anyways, he was an entrepreneur and all of that. But if you look at his YouTube channel, he spent almost seven, eight years putting out a video every, every day, every week. But then his YouTube channel saw success only in the last two years. So look at it as a long-term investment that you are doing for yourself so plan it and 
I put out a post on LinkedIn today. So in one sentence, what I will say that if you don't envision yourself as releasing an episode in August 2024, then you shouldn't start a podcast right now. If you think that you're going to publish a podcast in August of 2024, and if you believe in yourself and say, okay, in August 2024, I'll still be releasing episode, then absolutely start a podcast. So look at it from that perspective. Take time to learn and continue creating. Do the right things, continue creating, be in there, you'll be able to succeed. The single tip that I have, and then the rest of the things, there are a lot of information that is there out on uh, the internet. So do your due diligence, check if what you're getting into is something that you would love doing, is something that you want to keep doing, something where people are looking for information. So if you're able to do those things, I think um, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. Great. And thanks for being blunt about that, because not many people would say into that fashion, but that was needed. You know, I am a firm believer and I always keep saying that no, if you read most of these blog posts, people say podcasting is easy. Just pick up a microphone and start. You know, that is probably the biggest lie because what they are wanting to say is getting started or starting a podcast or recording your first audio is easy. But podcasting is not easy because podcasting means staying in there for maybe the next two years, doing that thing week in, week out, spending hours to edit your audio record your audio, work on your content plan, all of that. It is not easy. So podcasting is not easy. Getting started might be easy. But continuing with podcasting is difficult and you need to be in that mindset. Understand that you're getting into something that is difficult, is going to be extremely taxing on you, is going to be you know a huge stress at times. So get into it with that mindset. Once you are in with that mindset, then there is no problem. You will just keep continuing releasing your episodes. That was so relatable. And I feel that everyone should always have this kind of feeling that they should be, they are doing something different. And podcasting is such a medium that it is very different. It is unusual. Like you are not available on social media. Still, people will be able to listen to you. People will be able to get to you through various mediums. And that is something podcasting offers you. And you're able to express yourself without any filters. So that usually happens with the a voice. You are able to copy the words, but you can't copy someone else's voice, your emotions and something like that. So there is a lot to learn into this particular medium. And I hope that everyone listening to this kind of episode will get a lot to learn, will get a lot to experiment onto their own show and devise a kind of a mechanism for success or for the growth of the podcast. And I, again, like we are, asking for the investment of the people's time we are not wasting their time and that is the whole concept that is the whole intent so anyone who would be listening to you and your insights and your wisdom that you have gained through podcasting will definitely able to relate to a lot extent is what i feel so thank you again so much for giving me this kind of opportunity to host you and i feel that everyone listening to the indian podcasting revolution will be able to contribute to the indian podcasting industries as well We hope you have liked the podcast episode we have had today on Podpeeps. By the way, if you want to join podcasters community, fill the form from link in the show notes. And yes, thank you so much for being here today. Do send us a DM on Instagram at DFY Podcast if you follow Indian Podcasting Revolution. And if you are yet to follow, what are you waiting for? Follow it now and join us next week for yet another episode. This is your host Rohit, signing off.